price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Where do broken hearts go? Can they find their way home? Back to the open arms of a love that's waiting there. It's gonna be okay, and Jackie. It's gonna be okay, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie, it's gonna be okay. It's over. It's <laughs> over. I don't know. I just scared the fuck out of Jeff. I will say that when you are when you are working with headphones on, and I walked up and I was like, "Oh my god, Jeff! Oh my god!" And he's like, "What? What is it?" And I wa- I like wait. And he's like, "What is it? What? What's going?" And then he like takes the headphones off, and I was like, "They broke up. <laughs> they broke up. Jughead and Betty broke up." Yeah, he didn't I did. think it was funny. Welcome to page seven. <laughs> you know what? I didn't think it was funny either. My yeah, name is Jackie Zabrowski, funny. Funny, and all funny. of America's hearts are broken because Jughead and Betty, in real life, Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse, have broken up. My name is Molly Neffel, and I was immediately transported to being young and having to be in the same room with somebody you used to date and oh, yeah. fuck and how oh how much it gives you the willies because you don't know how to acknowledge that you've ever had sex with somebody you know you want to die you do want to die you want to die my name is Holden McNeely and I was immediately also transported back to a certain time in my life it was like one of the fr- I think we were it was like sophomore year of acting school right and it's a small acting class okay and the summer right before literally the week before school started I hooked up with a girl in my acting class and um, bef- this right Wait, before you say hooked up, or how how far are we talking? Are we talking we all the way? Almost fucked. I okay. was still a virgin at the time, and that's mm. pretty much the reason why we didn't have sex. Mm. Was I was like, I don't know, is this the one? And then of course the, the horny dog that I was later in the year, I was just like, just get it done with. <laughs> why was I at all hesitant? You know what I mean? So we hooked up a few nights in like a row, right, or something like that. I'm trying to remember this. And then she, summer loving uh, man, and yeah, summer loving happened so fast. <laughs> And immediately she was like, eh, actually, it, it, we, we cooled on. Like, it got awkward really fast. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm good. I was like, I'm not good. I want to still be fucky friends. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Uh-huh. And, of course, I can't handle emotional. This is, like, I'm so new to me. I, like, just made out with a girl for the first time probably, like, months before. Uh-huh. Right? And so I'm all heartbroken or weird about it. I just made it so much weirder than need to be. First day of acting class, we get in. It's like, we're going to be fine. We'll be adults about this. The, the scene partners get paired off. I get paired with her, and I have no. to do a romantic scene with her set no. in a park where I had to wear these really short, short biker shorts. 
little biking shorts. <laughs> And I had to like roll around on the floor with her. Oh, and that was like, back when you were like her. gross, right? Yeah. Oh my! It was so <laughs> embarrassing. Oh yeah, like I'm so much less gross now. You are like, less I'm not gross, gross now. Usually sweating with a, into a rag. Holden does have a sweat rag, which is fine. My husband also has a sweat rag in the summer. I support it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it because you are sitting across from a thick with child woman, oh, my and God. she is not. She's barely. I can barely see a a glisten of sweat from here through the computer. Molly's stomach is tough. Touching my knee under the table. <laughs> she is so fully pregnant right now. It is unbelievable. I I, I couldn't see the. I, I was just like, you know, I was. It's un, it's it's almost terrifying how pregnant you are. How did the scene go? <laughs> it was so awkward. I and, and we fooled around in class one time, and I was. I think it was a little early in the morning, and I might have gotten like a halfers. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You know what's funny, Holden? You were the first person I ever heard say half hard. Yeah. And it's my. It's one of my favorite. Boner euphemisms on earth. I remember, I don't even remember, we were at some party. We were at some party years ago, and I was talking about, I had gone to a, to a like, uh, mar- mixed martial arts class. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we were talking Anyway, the guy who I was uh, working, doing the mixed martial arts with had, like, a half hard while we were rolling around, and I had never ha- heard that word before, and you used it, and I was like, what an excellent word. Yeah. And so now, just hearing you say it again, it came back to me. It's then. a total state of being for a guy. <laughs> See, it's I refer to we- it as al dente. I refer to it as when their penises are al dente. <laughs> and I think that's my favorite word. It's like, it's just short of being done. <laughs> Maybe that's in between being hard and half hard. Is that where al dente lies? It's one of those yeah. concepts that you don't realize until you have a word for it, how often you need to name it. It's like language yeah. is so interesting that way. Like, when you have a word, you will use it. But if you don't have a word, you'll figure out another way to say it. It, but when you have the the concept of an al dente, right. it comes up a lot. You oh, know? for sure. I mean, it's there's different states of being, but usually it's when you don't want to be hard, but you're sort of getting vaguely sexually aroused, and you're kind of like not trying to push it forward. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, but I even notice when <laughs> I've started to notice when it is time for me to make jerk jerk, I literally will catch myself like pawing at my genitals like a like a monkey. <laughs> And then I'm like, I think I actually need to master it. Like, I won't even know. Like, sometimes, sometimes Lexi will be like, hey, you just keep clawing at your genitals. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. You know what I mean? I well, get. I know I don't know what you mean. I no, don't, I don't do that. My, my hands are never resting next to next the lips to your... of my vagina. <laughs> Which is something that I feel like people with uh, balls and penises tend to rest their hands there more often. Yeah, we're always gravitating. It's like um it's like this the the sun, right? Uh-huh. And our hands are like the earth and Yeah, they're Saturn just like the earth. Oh, I get. Oh, yes, <laughs> Jupiter. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, always yeah. sort of rotating around the sun but slowly kind of getting closer and closer until full Until impact. an eclipse happens? Is that what <laughs> is this what happens? So did you ever have any young especially young young Jackie like and Molly situations where you were like hooked up and then like oh mistake I have to work with this person now yeah I'm not even I feel like even you just asking the question transports me back into a time of just like that's Ooh. Jackie's face just darkens now could you imagine you're on a successful TV show you're in a relationship on the show with this person and you're still young how do you do it you're so young you're not you know they're not like teenagers but they're still young enough to not Oh, to just be in the throes of it, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Although I when will say, uh-huh. word on the street is that Jughead is being sent to some sort of uh, 
a different school in this season. So I wonder oh. if that has something to do with it. It seemed I'm wondering if that maybe they didn't have a whole lot of scenes together and that maybe it was like very it seemed like they had one of those even though they're not crazy young, we're not talking about 17-year-olds here. Not that 17-year-olds can't have true relationships, but... She's 22. I don't know about you, but when I was 22, I was in no way capable of having a, a reasonably adult relationship. It took a few more years. See, I had a very intense relationship. I've been, yeah. you know, I was in a very, like, oh, this is the man I'm gonna marry yeah. relationship. Totally. Yeah, right. So you can't... Right, and I know people who met when they were... Uh, you know, I have high school. I have several sets of high school sweetheart friends, and several sets of college sweetheart. How friends many? How many made? Who it? are married? How Still many? married. All of them. Uh, a couple from high school who weren't who weren't like I know some people who married in high school who got divorced, but all my close friends who got married in high school and college are still together. God damn, that's yeah. so crazy to me. It's crazy, crazy to me because when I was like 26, I was like, well, I guess I can never go to that bar anymore ever again. Like yes. I just yes. didn't have the emotional intelligence to. Uh, I don't know if what how it would be different now because I haven't been single since I was twenty six. It was but like or twenty seven. But like I was just like a scorched earth. Like if if you've ever seen me and if we've even made smoochy eyes at each other and now it's over, I can't be around you anymore. Uh-huh. Like and so I had a real like hard like like I've never tried to do anything with people who I felt like. I don't ever want to be around you. If something happens, I can't ever be around you again. Like, well, I mean, I moved across the country. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's sometimes you got to move across the country. Jaggy, Jaggy, off the top of your head, just a guesstimate. How many bars slash coffee shops slash public retail facilities have you had to never go back to because of a hookup? Honestly, I'm going to say about 18. <laughs> I, I definitely had 18. A, an entire subway stop that I couldn't that, go to oh, without getting upset. How many subway stops were like, if I even, because especially how many do- dudes you would like, or people you would hook up with that are right off of the stop. And you're like, what is the likelihood that they most likely are going, because in New York, you just run into people all the time. All right. the time. All the time. Right. It is crucial that the, 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 the love, the brokenhearted in New York have a, I think I, I want to argue unique situation where we are in public space so much more than in places where you go, get around by car that like the like the amount of times you will just be walking down the street listening to music a couple drinks in moping about somebody who broke your heart and then just look up and see them and yeah. it is a horrifying phenomenon that oh, I you know, make them real you're too powerful your magic works yes, too well you've summoned them and I do have friends who say that they've like looked up and seen a friend in a car in LA so I know that that happens uh-huh. but like not like it happens here it's no. like if you if somebody has broken your heart in New York you will see them within two and a half weeks easily everywhere all the time probably <laughs> with somebody that seems like their new fling right yes. and happy and so happy oh. Oh, yeah, look. you'll see them with their new bitch, and you'll just be like, <laughs> or you'll have to go work at the place where they work. Like, you'll have a show at the place where they work. Yeah, that's the worst. Or man. whatever well, it is. Or just think of how many bartenders you've hooked up with that you're just like, man, I, I always wanted to be on the bartender side of, like, think of the power you must have of, like, think of all the people that cannot walk through the doors <laughs> of my establishment again. <laughs> <laughs> Business just plummets when you start working. Get at the bar. <laughs> yeah, God, I just always wanted that. Yeah. You know who I bet never um, broke someone's heart before? Can we talk about Mr. Rogers for just a minute? Please, I, I would bet love to. He never 
you know, stuck and ran before. What is it called when you, uh, it's a, it's a, is that still dine and dashing? Talking about banging and then running? Yeah. Bang and run. A bang yeah, and run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a plow and seed. <laughs> Hopefully not seed. Uh-oh, don't overturn my earth, you... You worker, I don't <laughs> want this tangent. seeds. What is this tangent? You turn. You turn. You turn. You Mr. Rogers, would you, um, I wouldn't have sex with Mr. Rogers, but I do want him to be my father in many an instance. And have you watched the trailer for Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers in Won't You Be My Neighbor? And, yeah. oh no, it's a wonderful day in the name. Won't You Be My Neighbor is a documentary. Which is stellar. Which is, inc- I could, I probably cried more during that documentary than pretty much any other documentary I've ever seen and I cry I cried last night at Queer Eye like it's oh, yeah. you know what I mean if, if if you want your inner child to be immediately discovered and nurtured just watch any clip of Mr. Rogers I particularly recommend the ones where he talks about divorce I don't even have divorced parents and I watch the clip of him talking about divorce and, and death will cry. and when he talks about when his childhood dog died and the oh, honesty yeah. With the, and the dignity that he affords children of being like, I'm not going to tell you that it wasn't hard. It was really hard. And sometimes when I think about it, it still makes me sad. I'm just like, no oh, one talks so to good. children this and way. And the way he, and the whole, the whole his whole testimony for PBS yes. is like the most gut, gut-wrenching, tear-jerking thing ever. And, 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 uh, but I will say this, I get to the point where I kind of need to know like one bad thing about him at this point. I need to know he's actually a human being. Well, he is a human being because he was, I mean, that's the whole thing. I, I think it's like, I was reading this very in-depth article about from the, it was an interview with the director, uh, Marielle Heller of A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood about Tom Hanks versus Mr. Rogers. And I think it was really shown that it, he almost came off as not as, he was empathetic but not sympathetic. Is that what the difference is? You know, where it's like uh-huh. he's not just like the person that's gonna sit and hold you and like midsummer like ah, ah, with you. He's just gonna give it to you straight and he's yeah. gonna be rational. And I think that that is where to some people like I couldn't be in a relationship with Mr. Rogers because I need someone that's gonna hold me and sob with me if I'm going through something that's really traumatic. You know, and that's not he's not that guy. I think it was probably, I think if I remember correctly in the documentary, his kids were like, yeah, it was weird to be his kid because he was always like that, (laughs) which would be kind of weird. And also I do, one thing about Mr. Rogers in it, but I love it because it's like bad, but not even that bad. It's like not even that, it's, he, Officer Clemens, you know, who was uh, the, like, who, it was this big deal that he wanted a black police officer and Officer Clemens was like, I don't love police. The actor who played him was like, I'm black and I have mostly really negative associations with police. I feel kind of weird about being like the first black police officer on children's television. But like Fred wanted me to do it because he wanted it to be this kind of symbolic thing. And so I'm fine with it. But he was also gay. And uh, Mr. Rogers told him to not come out because he was like, if you come out, it could fuck with like our funding. That's his, that's the downfall. But... That's the well, human thing, though. I needed that one that's human a, thing. It's a it's human, a human thing? thing, but also it's a very different time. It was right. It was decades ago. And, and I he, heard that, and I was like, oh, shit. But what's amazing about it is that the actor who played Officer Clemens was like, but he was one of the first people to, to like tell me, like, I know who you are, and I see who you are, and you should love yourself, and like I love you so much, and... And Officer Clemens, the actor, was like, my father never told that to me, and uh. he was like, so he never held it against... 
he was like Fred Rogers was wrong about whether or not I should come out right. but but he st- he loved me so much and he was like more than my own father told me that it was okay for me to be who I was oh. so it was something that oh. Roger that, that Mr. Rogers was not perfect on by any means but yeah. still not even like, but, and but he still... shot up like once just to try. It, right? <laughs> like, that's what I, I need. Some a little more. Ju- I need some a little more juicy than that. Because at the end of the day, his his uh, impulse was noble. It was like we want to keep the show, ha- the, the protect the this funding, pure right? show. I'm sure he has made his wife cry at least three times. You know what have I mean? You seen, have you seen right. the video of him when he's doing where is uh, pointer? And he gets to the middle fingers and he just starts laughing. <laughs> it's so, so charming. Cute. It's like used as a gif all the time. And I was always afraid it was Mr. Rogers actually flipping off That's the camera. Hilarious. But it's just him doing where is pointer, where is ring man. And then he gets to the middle finger and he just like gets this like extremely knowing. He's <laughs> so cute. I mean, That's I do the so same fun. thing. I just set the air conditioner at 69 degrees and I went. <laughs> 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 because I'm a child. But as you know, Jackie, we talked about this when the news first came out, uh, that I'm a little bit scared about the Tom Hanks. Uh, I know a little bit more about it now, but I'm... I'm, I'm much I, more excited now that I know it's not a biopic yeah. coming off of the heels of that incredible documentary, because right. I'm like, what are they going to do? I, like, the biopic is so pure and of such a perfect representation, but the fact that it is right. one story of you know with the reporter because it's it's based on the uh, on the story about Tom Genode who was in uh, who was a reporter for Esquire magazine who came to interview Mr. Rogers because like us he was that kind of he was very jaded and he came in just thinking like he's not he can't be that great of a guy and was just completely won over by his how genuine of a human being he is which i think is great but Molly why do you still have I'm just so, as I disclosed, I think a couple of shows ago, I usually am somebody who's like only sees Meryl Streep uh, being Meryl Streep instead of being. Ah, yes. And uh, and that has been completely thrown out the window with Big Little Lies, (laughs) by the way. I'm so in love with her. No spoilers, no spoilers. I haven't watched the last episode yet. Just just that that she's She's fucking amazing. And I know that. She's so good. For the first time in my life, I have a different relationship. And I'm not saying my relationship with her before was fair, but I just always saw her being Meryl Streep. And I had that with Tom Hanks. I always see Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks. I used it at, I I used Clooney as an example. Because we were talking about, like, on Wizard and the Bruiser, we were talking about, who makes really good villains or superheroes? Like, what what is it about actors? And it's actors who get lost in the role, but people like George Clooney can't be a good Batman or Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck can't not be Ben Affleck in right. a movie, right? right? So I totally agree with you. That's why you don't see him as Bruce Wayne. But there's the difference. Like, I, I think my stance is less fair because Ben Affleck can only be Ben Affleck because he's a shitty actor, <laughs> whereas Tom Hanks... Oh, <laughs> I mean, Tom Hanks... Sp- Gilly, please. Forrest Gump! <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. Tom Hanks is an incredible actor. I may not be a smart <laughs> no, man today. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying Tom Hanks is a very, very, very gifted actor, as is, of course, Meryl Streep. It's my problem that I see. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to like be like, oh, Tom Hanks. But then it wasn't until I read this interview, though, with Marielle Heller, when she was talking about that she they were recording in the original studio in Pittsburgh. They got the That's original cool. camera operators. They got the original set decorators. They, they wanted it to be as close to Mr. Rogers. And this quote really kind of broke me with how, because I was feeling very much the way you were feeling. And essentially, she was talking about how when Tom Hanks walks into a room, he... He owns the room. He's got a loud voice. Everyone 
falls in love with him, and there's never an awkward moment when you're around Tom Hanks. But Fred allowed for awkward moments. Fred sat in silence and stillness in a way I don't think Tom naturally does. Tom Hanks naturally makes everyone comfortable, puts everyone at ease, and makes everyone feel great. Fred disarmed people by asking a question and then sitting and staring at you until you answered. Uh. My challenge as a director was to get Tom Hanks to become less Tom Hanks, to let discomfort and painful things sit, to not make everything feel okay. This will feel very different from how you've seen him before. So the thing is, is that uh-huh. even if it's not going to be, you know, he's never going to be Mr. Rogers, at least they are coming at it from that direction yeah and i think that's awesome also that's true that sounds interesting as hell actually i love the tactic too um i've actually been reading that a lot in the uh cormoran strike novels that jk rowling wrote the detective novels one of his detective things that he always does is like he'll do that same thing if he's interviewing somebody and he knows they're withholding stuff he'll ask them a question and they'll answer and then he'll just sit and wait for them and not say anything else. That's the best way to get information out of somebody. Or well, it's a natural way. way for a person to immediately, because you want to fill the silence because yeah. you're so uncomfortable. So, I mean, look at what I'm doing right now. I yeah. feel like I, this is what we do for a living. It's like, okay, never have the silence. <laughs> Always keep talking. That is true. That's what we do for a living. I hear that that's what therapists do. They'll just yes. be like, and 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 go on. Or, and how does that make you feel? Exactly. Or, or it's like, ask, ask me a question like, uh, how was Tuesday? How was Tuesday? It was good. I was damaged <laughs> by a man. You know what I mean? Just that little beat of silence. That little beat of silence. I was damaged by the man. He had the banana I and I said, give me the banana. Damaged by the man. And he said, no. Is that how you, uh, you reacted to watching the Cats trailer? Oh, oh God yes. in heaven. I've been counting the days till I could see you both and we could talk about <laughs> cats. Okay, okay. I, I, Where I just wanna... are their buttholes? <laughs> I want buttholes. Well, this is the whole issue, right? There is a bizarre mingling of we're trying to make them like cat looking and then also, though, we're going to be human. Digital fur technology. If I have to read the phrase digital fur technology <laughs> one more time between Lion King and fucking cats. It's the worst of both worlds because uh, it is not the stage show where, yes, they look like humans dressed as cats because it's the fucking stage. Instead, it's this like <laughs> augmented reality, like their face is superimposed into like cat bodies with hu- that are the yeah. shape of humans it's odd. but with the fur of a cat give me zoobly zoo I'd rather have the OG cats outfits because they were ridiculous because they were fantastical if you're gonna have yeah. a cat prancing around named Mr. fucking Mustafeles he better <laughs> have a fanciful fucking outfit on but there's the problem in <laughs> itself for me personally I stop at the character named Mr. Mustafeles I have to make an admission here Molly and this is what makes this different okay not a cats fan. De- a- actively dislike it as a musical. <laughs> I, Memories is a great song, and that's kind of the funny talk yes. about talk about Uncanny Valley. Like you talk about how it almost looks real, but it doesn't, and so it makes you upset, which is a lot of what's going on with the cat yes. look. But also with that trailer, the song is beautiful. It's so so yes. you're hearing this gorgeous song, and you're looking at this crazy <laughs> nightmare. train wreck nightmare, and it's just so weird and off. But you're like, we're Jennifer Hudson because she's killing the song. She's killing the song. No, this so is good. this is my this is my favorite thing about Cats because most things I have a real emotional stake in, and what's perfect about Cats is that I love 
the song Memory. I yeah. love the greatest hits. I only knew, my relationship to the Cats the musical came through junior high choir, not uh, ever being in a show or or like. So I don't have any. I don't give a single fuck about the sh- the, the show and the stuff that's goofy to me. The plot, the names of the characters, <laughs> but also the plot. It technically is amazing because it's about. A group of magical cats called uh-huh. the Jellicle Cats. Yeah. And that they are all, they want to be chosen to ascend, to become reborn into a new life in the heavy side layer. You lost me at magical cats. What do you mean you got <laughs> me at magical cats? I also don't have big cat love. If there was a show called Dogs, I would maybe be more on board, I think. Would you? I do I love so. I do love the actual animal that is the cat. Um but and I love <laughs> I love Andrew Lloyd Webber just till the day I die. What's your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber show? I think Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, that's the one, right? I that's feel like it really it really stands <laughs> that's out. That is legitimate. That's, that's the one. That is the one. <laughs> what else holds a candle to Jesus Christ Superstar? Phantom? What are you talking about Phantom? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Phantom's kind of Phantom's got masquerade rules. Everything else in that show drools, in my opinion. You are a drool. Masquerade. I love that song. You are. No, what about Starlight Express? So on Jack and E's this week, we were watching (laughs) clips from Starlight Express because someone sent in a clip for us to watch. And I got very excited because I have slept with a member of the Starlight Express. It's the one one that's like cats, but they're trains, right? No, no, no. They are people. I don't. It is. It's train people. They're train people. They're on roller skates. I know that. Aren't they train people? They're train. Yeah. I think it's like Thomas the Tank Engine. It's about steam engines. I just saw dudes. Literally, I was just like, oh, this looks like... uh, what's that futurist run? This looks like Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like roller derby. No, there's like a there's like a there's a not great steam engine, and he's trying to impress the fancy steam engine with his fucking roller skating skills. Why would I wouldn't want the second this dude told me that he was in Starlight Express, I was like, where do I fucking hop on your dick? I'm ready. I think with I think with. <laughs> I think That's with, a great credit. You should put that in your in your list of credits, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> One slept with a man from Starlight Express. No, not the original cast. Uh, amateur wrestler. That I like to experience interesting people inside of my body. Is that is that so wrong? Ooh, daddy, I like a my meat the way I like a my meat a whole heck of a lot. And unlike the days of yore, I ain't just want any old meat. Just cause you're cheap and fill up my grill ain't mean you are the one for me anymore. And that's where ButcherBox comes in. Every month, ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild Alaskan salmon directly to your door. I am turned on just thinking about it. With ButcherBox, you can choose from four curated boxes or customize your own to get the meats you and your family crave. Move over Christmas in July when I opened my ButcherBox, old Jackster over here burst into tears right at the dawn of my meat's giving. But with the individual meaty vacuum-sealed portion sizes, I won't slide into Chubb's timber with my swimmies on. I am a sucker for a deal, and I find myself buying family-sized meat packages because I gotta save that 50 cents a pound. But I ain't gotta think about that with ButcherBox. The price is $129 a month, which ends up being about six bucks a meat per meal. And the meat is properly sourced directly from their collective of ranches. 
I know, I usually pack these things with a million jokes, but honestly, I love, 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 love my meats giving via ButcherBox. And just like I gave up chowing down on youngs that are bad for me bedroom-wise, I have given up on eating garbage meat. ButcherBox's thick wares are free of antibiotics and added hormones, and humanely raised. Only high-quality meat for this bird! Oh my god, I guess this is growing up. Come in and meet me, better man, and join me in my brand new favorite holiday. Hi, my name is Jackie, and I'm thankful for Meatsgiving. For $20 off your first box and six burgers for free in every box all summer long until October 15th, go to butcherbox.com page seven or enter promo code page seven. I ain't even joking. Extra burgers, guys. Free extra burgers, guys. For $20 off your first box and six burgers for free in every box all summer long until October 15th, go to butcherbox.com page seven or enter promo code page seven to, to, to go back to cats for a second one of the most <laughs> remarkable things is in talking about the thing that is so fun about talking about the cats trailer is say you're having a conversation with someone and they say casually say who's in it and you say sit down and buckle up because yeah. there's about <laughs> fifty thousand <000 laughs> craziest cast of fucking people well and it makes a lot of sense that all these people <laughs> all of these people would would be involved though because um i mean the same director did that amazing lame as it's the same director as the as the late misery, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! So, and so see, I love that. Re- I thought that that was very good. I, I know a loved, lot of people did not like. Oh, it. Oh, I loved. I cried in the movie theater. I and thought I, they did great. I thought I loved it. I mean, he also did the King's Speech. You know, uh-huh. it's like he's he's a great. He did the Danish Girl. He, like he's a great director. So he, he can get anybody. But yeah, let's let's review. Let's. Do you want me to put the list up on? Uh... <laughs> I want to see how many I can get because Gideon's like, how many people are in it? And he was like walking out the room, and I was still naming people. Of course, it's insane. Jennifer Hudson. Yes. James Corden, uh-huh. Judy Dench, um, mm-hmm. f- fucking Idris Elba, Idris Elba the, Taylor Swift. I was about to say, don't leave out the fucking <laughs> crazy ass one. Although I will say, I think Taylor Swift is the one that looks the best as a cat. Yeah, she does. That makes sense, too. She, a, she loves cats. She's kind of cat-like. And she's very cat-like. She does a lot of hand dancing uh, in her <laughs> She does do a lot of hand dancing. Lex and I are always like, oh, there's the hand dancing, like every time we watch anything that she does. Who am I missing? I feel uh, like I got Okay, you said- James Corden. Ian yeah. McKellen. G- Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. I, I think you missed the Dane that is in this one. Uh, Judy, Judy Dench. Dench. Judy no, Dench. Judy That's the craziest one. I, everyone is the craziest one. <laughs> Idris Elba is the craziest you missed, one. You missed Gandalf's in this. Yeah, that is the craziest one. <laughs> no, and everyone online too are, are very upset because in I know I, I believe it's her first feature film, but it says introducing Francesca Hayward, who is a very well-known ballerina. Ah, yes. So oh. also the internet is very upset because it's like, she's not being introduced. What are they fucking talking about? Right, Interesting. Right. And she looks horrible. Yeah. She is the <laughs> worst one, especially as a like as a like as an amazing, very talented person of color that they completely whitewashed as a, like, at the cat where it's like, you don't even show any of her face whatsoever. You see, I know it's like digital fur fucking technology, which again, <laughs> I will kill myself if I have to say that phrase again. Yeah. But like, you can at least see Judy Dench's face and their faces aren't even properly put. 
on the bodies I, and the scale, the yeah, scale. The scale. So I'm glad you sent us so that article, weird. Jackie, because that really laid out why they're because it's not just one thing that's like, oh, it's the fur. Oh, it's the right. the, the the size of things. We're, we're looking at the picture right now of her. <laughs> the funniest, the, the most standout shot of the whole thing, which is her with the giant knife and fork at the dinner table. Does um, not make like, my cats, any sense? My cats sit on my at my table all the time. That's not the scale even remotely. Yeah, at no. all. Like that's the weird part, right? The scale is just a cats constantly... are bigger than a, than a fork. Most cats are bigger than a fork. Most cats are bigger than a fork, and right, and some of the cats wear cl- most of the some of the cats wear clothes, and some don't. It seems like it falls largely along gender lines, although not entirely along gender lines. Who gets clothes and who you doesn't? D- you know, I realize we're looking at a picture of uh, Rebel Wilson. You know, I think one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough about how weird the cats look the teeth. The human, the human teeth, teeth. Very, very weird, very off-putting. I so okay, okay. <laughs> Fully human faces. You though. are in the CGI department for cats. The trailer just came out. Everyone's losing their shit. What do you do to attempt to fix graphically what the fuck is going on? Well, my theory is they should do the whole thing in a like photorealistic, like the Lion King, and just have them all look like actual just house go full, cats. Go full cat, street cat. Yeah. And go I don't know the cat. story of cats at all, and I don't know if that would make it scarier or worse. Magical cats, <laughs> but like, just make it like they look like little cute cats. I don't need these sexy human cats I want to fuck. But the whole thing, but it is like, it is, does get, the story does get creepy because like Judy Dench's character, old Deuteron, uh, Deuteronomy, I never know how to say it, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, she gets kidnapped by Idris Elba's cat character because she is the one that's supposed to make the choice of who ascends to the next, la- or, you know, to their quote-unquote cat heaven. Right. So <laughs> it does get dark. So then lean in and make it, uh, if this was turned into rather than a fanciful version of Cats, if you want to make it really fucking dark, I'd be there. Cats is a fanciful version of Cats. Yeah, like, I don't know what else to say. Cats is the most ridiculous. I mean, uh, the most ridiculous, in my opinion, like, popular musical is Cats to me. I, I think that that's fair. And, and it can't be too, because if the only redeeming thing about Cats, arguably, is the soundtrack, right? So, like, you can't make, if you want to make it, you have to keep the soundtrack, I think. Well, and also the dancing in it. So, if the all, like, the, in OG Cats, it's filled with amazing dancers. Yeah, that's, like, half the reason, So, that's right? an argument against my photorealistic. Yeah. Where are watch- the, but also, where are the real dancers, then? It's uh-huh. the same where I have my forever problem with fucking La La Land, yeah. where I'm not saying it's a I bad movie, but why didn't you get somebody? It's like, they you. should all be dancers. I'm not, yeah. I, li- I liked it, and I'm not, I'm not gonna disagree with you on No that. shortage of fucking actors who can dance. Go to a damn and theater. And yes, sing. And sing. I think singing almost more, I think that you can get a decent enough of a performance out of like an Emma Stone with dancing but like singing you can't you you can't there's no amount of time in the studio like I think dancing you can put through somebody somebody through who's like super in shape a crash course and train your ass off you're still not gonna be as good as like the best dancers out there well yeah I we all know they went to cat school for cats yeah. by the way <laughs> but so is, don't but worry like, <laughs> but I agree with you technically Holden but like this is like but you like, know pipes I'm, you can't you can't fake pipes, but so I'm a large Gene Kelly fan, and Gene <laughs> Kelly and Frank Sinatra did a lot of music. By large, together. you mean super pregnant? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm a huge belly, <laughs> Gene Kelly fan. <laughs> Gained 25 pounds, uh, Gene Kelly fan. Um, no, Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra did a number of musicals together. Yes, and in both and he, of and he is incredible. By the way, they, I'm, I'm yeah. They both they both sing and they both dance and. 
they both can do both, but like they each look like dog shit at the other one that they're not. You know what I mean? Yes, like yeah. totally. listening to Gene Kelly sing next to Frank Sinatra, you're just like, oh my god! Don't I think do you. Bro- it. I think that's what that's what I guess I'm getting more to. It's less notab- noticeable if someone is if two people are dancing that are on the same skill level, and right. you're like, right. oh, that's a lovely little dance. But the moment they start singing, you can hear how it's just not as powerful. As like, if you're familiar enough with like Broadway singers. I'm sorry, I don't want to watch Rebel Wilson act like a cat. Well, this is. <laughs> Does anyone want to watch is... me act like a cat? Oh, uh, yes, actually. Dom, dom, dom. I'll throw it around. I, oh no, what, dom, I, I think people would love to see you act like a stupid. I, I, I have a new answer to Holden's question of how do you fix the movie now that you see everybody but, hates it? Jackie plays Jackie, every role. Jackie plays every role. It's a one-woman show. I'll play every role. Put me in. I'll flop a fucking round. I I think I... all alone in the moonlight. Is that fine? That was beautiful. That was beautiful. See, there you go. I'm, I'm all of them. Put me in all the cats. I can't hear the song without getting emotional immediately. It's oh, sure. so good. I mean, I immediately teared up. Of course, while I'm, I hated the fact that Jennifer Hudson hits those feels, that of course I'm just like, man, this is a good song, though. Wow, the weirdest visuals are being presented to you. But I And I will say, Cats also wins the award to me for worst names in a thing ever. Um, McCavity. I think it's cute. I Mr. like Mr. Mistopheles is the dumbest name I've ever heard in my entire life. But it's a cute name for an actual cat. Grizabella. Bustafer Jones. I like, These are names. I like Bustafer Jones. Rum Tum Tugger. They're good names for cats, Holden. <laughs> They're good names for cats. I have a Jenny friend who got, who got a cat whose name was Grizabella when she got her, but she renamed her. But uh-huh. uh, Grizabella is a great fucking cat name. They're good names for cats. I think this is my problem. I think that I just have a weird cat issue. I think my name in cats would be Sandwiches. <laughs> and I think I would be covered in mayo. And they'd be like, oh, Sandwiches. And I'm just like, mayo, 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 me, Mr. Mr. Cat. <laughs> and I'll be a little like, um, what's her name from Little Shop of Horrors, you know? Mm. Would you be one of the Audrey. cats, like real cats, that, you know how there are some cats that will um, sneak up and, like, lick your human food when you're not looking? Yeah. I lick Jeff all the time without his Oh, permission. yeah, there you go. My cat's <laughs> name would be Gliggity Ristopher. <laughs> That's and, a great name. And I am a mischief cat. I am the cat that always knocks things off the, the table mm. while staring at their owner. Uh-huh. Gliggity Ristopher knocks it again. <laughs> That's my big song. Gliggity Ristopher knocks it again. <laughs> He's happy to do it and he'll always win. He'll stare at you while he paws your junk. I always think he's a credible lonkey's gliggity Christopher. And he's mean to his pet owner, Christopher. Uh, what about your cat name? God, Molly? I don't have a good. You really put me on the spot here. Yeah. I've always Just wanted. Just think of the dumbest name you can possibly think. That's what I did. I was like, what is the stupidest name I could possibly think of right now? Gliggity, okay, and then like a person's name, but like only but half of it. quite. But not their actual, not an actual person's name. Christopher. All I have is actual cat names that I'm sad I've never been able to use. I've always wanted to name a cat Homer. Oh, that's See, a that's fun. a reasonable name. There's not a single name like that in, in this list that I'm like, that's too, it, it needs to be like, 
uh, Homerton. Homerton yeah. uh, Rondelet. Homerton Rondelet. <laughs> oh, be- that's a great name. <laughs> I've always wanted, because I, I know I can't name a human child Homer because it's just too much, but I've always wanted to name a cat Homer. That's a good name. I feel like you could have, like, you could open up some sort of cat speakeasy called, like, Rondelet's Rendezvous. Ooh. Hosted by Homer. But hosted by Homer. Also, though, I think another good trick for our, for our uh, fans listening is I would love to hear your names. Maybe in the FB group or on Twitter or something, just just hit us up with yours. Just take your name and make it stupid. So for you, I would go with uh, Maloria, or or, yeah, Malinta, Malilia. But but they're so the cats' names are so cute. I have way less of a beef with them. Mister Mustafelis is a great name for Uh. a cat. Just I just can't I don't know what it is. How about buttonhole, Uh, guys? I think I'm sorry. I don't mean to stop our conversation, but I think I just (laughs) found Henry's. Butthole cream what? next on the table in the studio. How did you know he had butthole cream? How I mean, you know I'm assuming it, like? it says buttonhole, and it says something about the perennial. That's a butthole, right? Perennial is that your is butt? The sp- it's the space between your butt and whatever else you got. It's your taint. Yeah. So I'm touching his taint cream right now. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you need? Who needs that? Why do you need that? What's it supposed to do? You know, maybe some injuries to your taint. Maybe what? he's gonna. What's your chamois? What's a chamois? It's a chamois cream. Chamois. I'm so I'm so distracted. I had to bring it up. I think the people who've had vaginal deliveries might need taint creams. But okay, so this is. I don't um, like that's Henry. So this is apparently chamois cream application to something of a taboo subject. Um, you, it's for cyclers. So, uh, ah. it's for people who ride a lot of bicycles. Uh, <laughs> That's Henry, not, neither one, Henry nor I know how to ride a bicycle. I will say <laughs> it is untouched, but my problem is that I thought it was regular lotion. So I was about to put it on my hands and I was like, this no. smells weird. I wonder what this is. Okay. Yes. Chamoy cream. It's an antibacterial viscous substance that helps eliminate friction between skin and clothing and therefore the chafing that can occur during a ride. It comes in a number of forms, including balms, creams, and even powder. Now, I know that he's had chafe. I mean, as as I have had as well. We've we've commiserated on this. I think all issues. people have chafe issues. But I've never had a taint chafe problem. Maybe you can use the taint cream on your thighs. If uh, your thighs, I could, you know, I feel like we could all use. Oh, I would love. Should I put some on my hands to see if it stings? No, because you just he. he uh, then you will be essentially rubbing your hands on some stuff that's been rubbed uh, uh, and applied to his junk. <laughs> Your I'm brother's very, cock but it's called the, and they balls. They keep calling their perennial your buttonhole. Uh-huh. And I feel like that means you're, you're, it's like, stick it in your big brown eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, what you're holding, I would have thrown across the room minutes ago. <laughs> I guess I should probably put it down. Yeah, you keep saying. fondling it and opening it and smelling it and doing all these sorts of things that are making me deeply uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Sorry, sandwiches loves her butthole cream. This is the problem. We just went from probably what is the most uncomfortable thing on the planet right now, which is the Cats trailer, directly into your brother's taint cream. Okay, I would like to make a good segue. I would like to make one short thesis statement about about this whole situation, though. Please about the butthole cream. Yes. No. (laughs) Well, this can maybe get wrapped into what it what this is. Okay. As a person who does not already like, who already does not like cats, if everything was being done that you guys were talking about to fix it and it looked like reasonably good, I would probably never go see it in the theater. But because it's so fucking weird and so just everything about it is so strange, 
that is actually going to drive me to opening night. Of course I'm going to go see it. Yeah, people got to get all fucked up and go see it. So my whole statement is this, is that I don't want to live in a world where this Cats trailer doesn't exist. That's, right. I, I'm thrilled with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. It's the best thing to happen I have least. to see right? it. Molly, you have to wait until you can, I think, consume something again before. Yeah. Because oh, I know yeah. I'm going to get ripped to the tip. I'm going to get a bottle of whiskey. And oh, I'm going to yeah. tell Henry we're going to go see something else. I'm going to drag Henry to go <laughs> see Cats. And hopefully he'll be cheaped out. And I'll be like, I think this is the wrong shop. We shut our lips. And then we're going to, I want to see it in the middle of the day. And I want to get just right. I want to reek of whiskey and just go, no. And why? Middle of the day is key. You got to come out the theater and have the sun still be very oh, much up. Oh, my God. And be so fucked up. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, even the fact that I had to watch the trailer sober was too, that was the only negative thing about the whole experience. Yeah, oh, for sure. It drove me to drink in the middle of the day because <laughs> yeah. I watched the trailer. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm actually ecstatic that ex- it exists. It's so funny. This has been the year of this shit because this, by the way, in like the gaming world, the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Everybody freaked out because Sonic looks so fucking weird. Also his made- teeth. Yeah. But at the same time, Sonic at least, they changed Sonic after that and it didn't have Judy Dench in it. Well, <laughs> like, that's the thing. <laughs> it's so true. That's the crazy thing about Cats. Cats is, has the craziest fucking cast. So and that's why I pause. I, I asked Molly the question. Do you have a quick answer to this? What would you do if you're the head of the CGI department? Everyone hates this CGI in this thing. What are you gonna do? I mean, first of all, I think I would definitely look at the uh, hair technology, lengthen it on some of the cats. Lengthen I think it. it looks okay, but this is the weird. It's like short on everybody, and it, it makes their human features even more like in your face. I think also I would look at the hands. Put some mitts on it. I need mitts on it. I need mitts on it. Mitts on the hands. Anything else before we move on to other? I think maybe just like possibly <laughs> trying to center the faces on the head shapes that they have created. Especially um, Jennifer Hudson, right? Yes. She's got the weirdest of all. The... And Francesca Hayward, where it's like her face yeah. doesn't match on where the face should be on a head. And the problem is that, like, I'm not saying this as if I think that there are all these amazing animators and people that are working on this that are not working their asses off. I know that they are, but something is awry and it doesn't work. <laughs> something is off. Our hearts go out to everybody slaving away in a in a CGI pin it's right gotta now. It's got to be horrible Listen, right now. You, uh, can you imagine? <laughs> if you're a worker on Cats, you go home and you're like, no, it's it's whoever was making the decisions. I mean, it's the same as like at Comic-Con over the weekend with the Game of Thrones cast that were getting booed at their like in in the middle of their talk back what? where it's not the fucking actor's fault don't boo them that makes me so upset yeah that's I ridiculous that's completely that. that is not cool so yeah you went to San Diego Comic-Con huh your favorite place I to didn't be. go to Comic-Con oh, I okay. no 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 I just oh, I thought you went cuz you go to so many con- oh okay gotcha you just mentioned I was like oh shit she- I I wouldn't put it past her cuz you go to so many cons now with your Hubby. No, um, Henry, uh, the uh, last podcast boys did a did a panel or did a show at Comic-Con, and I was not invited, and all I desperately asked for was a picture of them with the Riverdale cast, like I have for the past couple of years that they've gone to Comic-Con and worked <laughs> it. But what I did receive was a picture of Henry with Kim Joy from the Great British Bake Off, which is oh. close. Oh, 
That's pretty good. That's awesome. But apparently, she's the sweetest of the nicest. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, yeah, I don't think that's cool. I don't think that's cool, and I don't think that's fair. And also, the people that are booing people that worked very hard on something, um, go fuck yourself. Can you yeah. fucking do it? Yeah, go, not the writers. Go produce anything. Well, the writers backed out of Comic-Con. Oh, oh, I bet. Because they didn't want to fucking deal with it. This is the thing, too. And I was actually thinking about this because to bring up Queer Eye. You guys watching the new season of Queer Eye? I haven't watched it yet. I've only seen the first episode, but, but boy, did it hit close to home. Yep, and that's what I want to bring up. And I thought about you a lot, Molly. And one of my biggest thoughts is I taught writing to adults for like a couple years. And I think it should be mandatory, just like it should be mandatory for everyone to work for a certain amount of time in the service industry. For sure. Everyone should have to be a teacher. For a fucking oh at least God. like one semester. But I think it should be more. You should at least have two different or three different c- complete classrooms. I did. I just did summer school for a summer and that was fucking Dude. enough. Dude. Like, All right, I'm done. Because it, the amount of work and the amount of debt to be a good teacher to inspire people's lives. And that, and so, of course, the first episode. Which also cheers to you, Molly. Because yeah. <laughs> you cheers. fucking work your ass it re- off. It, re- it reminded oh, me you. of like how fucking hard your job is. <laughs> And how important it is the good teachers that do exist out there. Well, for me, I grew up in the small town Midwest and had a dedicated ass theater teacher who like brought awesome. me, who made me feel so safe and so supported and so happy. And uh, and that was the first episode, Jackie. No spoilers, but you, I'm sure you've seen people tweeting about how good yeah. it is. It's just about like Jonathan Van Ness's high school <laughs> and Which the, I the love like one. It. There's like one like we had a we had like an orchestra director and a band director and a choir director and a theater director and this his high school small town Illinois has like it's like one lady and she does all of it she does the show choirs she does like the musicals yeah. she does and everything she, she's at on campus like all day all night and, and... Uh, it hits so close to home oh, and she's yeah. just like she's like super midwestern she like doesn't you know the how the queer eye boys like want to sit down and be like so tell me about your relationship with yourself. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. I have no idea how to yeah, answer yeah, what this. Are you talking about? <laughs> all I do is work. Just at the school. That's what I do. <laughs> but then all the kids love her and they all have like little jokes about her and it's so fucking sweet. And, and, and it's yeah. and they were, wonderful. And I, the part where you're just bawling is just, she had a great impact on on him yeah. during some very difficult years in his life. She I'm going like, to watch it today. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch it. I was bawling. It's so I was good. bawling. Because he's, yeah, I mean, imagine... What a time he had in high school, right? And oh, he's yeah. Like, and I, and I, but at the same time, like, I felt I was a fucking weirdo in high school, too. Or I felt like I didn't belong to anybody or any, like, like I, I, and teachers and I had a hard time, like he described. So even if you're not dealing with like coming out, being gay or, or something like that, I mean, I think there's so many people. Well, it's just finding still, yourself. See, I yeah, had a horrible theater teacher. Awful. She was a great yeah. theater teacher, but she was a bitch. Yeah. And, but the thing was that, like, we all were, because we were a very competitive theater school. So uh-huh. we were just, you know, it's like you had to work your fucking ass off. But it did actually push me in the opposite direction, where it's like we would come together and be like, fuck her, we're going to put on the best show <laughs> yeah. this school has ever seen. <laughs> you know, so we had the, like, the opposite of that, which also we would, like, bolster each other. But yeah. I mean, I you think about the I mean, I'm sure we all have them, right? Like I think about Mark Medoff in college, 
and he was the one like I was kicked out of the acting school I was fucking um, ostracized for like even doing the murder fist thing from the theater school he was the one person who saw what murder fist was doing who saw what I was doing and treated me with respect right. in a time when I didn't have any support creatively right. from an adult well it was, and it was our sketch comedy group because of course everyone d- w- did treat us like weird outsiders it's not yeah. the theater right. and of course the only person there who had won a Tony who had fucking did he win an Oscar too who had I think or what, at least Mark was ben nominated off, I don't know. yeah for uh, Children of a Lesser God Oh, wow. He was the only person there who fucking did anything yeah. with his life, faculty-wise. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to shit on, because some of the other people did some cool stuff, but really <laughs> did something, yeah. well, career-wise. And he and to have him look at what I was doing and say, keep going, yeah. meant a lot. The best thing about hearing about, like, the Queer Eye episode is, like, yeah, that everybody, like, everybody, you know, hopefully everybody, right, whether or not, I mean, obviously Jonathan had a kind of specific, unique struggle of being, like, yeah you know gay and like the first male cheerleader at his high school and you can tell you can tell just by the general way that he is yeah it's like you can't really even be in the closet almost with that you know yeah flamboyant right and you can imagine him in high school being just exactly who he is now whether or not to see a jonathan van ness that's like scared to be that right person that you see and not in love with himself well, and also because he comes from a very supportive family, which yeah. is amazing. He which does. Is amazing. I was yeah, wondering yeah. that, yes, actually. Yes, he actually did have a very strong... He's very close to okay. his mother, which okay, I... Because I follow good. him up very closely on all his social media, and man, his mom... Like, they just... They are like two peas in a pod. It's okay, fucking adorable. Awesome. I was actually thinking about that a lot during this episode, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, what I love about that episode is it has everybody being like, this was the teacher that saw like saw me. And yeah, yeah. same, I wasn't gay in high school, like, and it wasn't that I needed support in that way, but it was like, you know, I felt like Right. Many teens feel alienated. You know, I felt whatever you feel like trying to find yourself, you just need a teacher who you feel like sees you, yeah. you know, and I feel like uh, one of the cool things about this Queer Eye episode is it just has everybody naming like that teacher who like saw them and was like, I, you know, I had a teacher in fifth grade yeah. who said you could be a writer when you grow up. And, and I and I never forgot it. Yeah. You know? And it's That's like awesome. cool that. You know, it's cool that everybody usually hopefully has at least one teacher. I'm going to get so emotional. But this is what brings us back to the gushing about Mr. Rogers and why people like him are so important. Yes. Well, and people like Lil Nas X, which again, (laughs) (laughs) I want to fucking say a mazzle mazzle because he has hit his 16th week of Old Down Road being number one on the Billboard's Hot 100 singles, which means he is tied for the most numbers of being at number one for the longest amount of weeks, which he's tied with Despacito, and he is tied with One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey. <laughs> I'm so not mad that the other song is Despacito. I think that that's kind of fun. <laughs> I can't believe, though, this loophole that he found. I can't believe this loophole exists. I see, but it's not a loophole. This is why I wanted to bring this up, because I am dumbfounded. Dumbfounded by how wonderful it all is. <laughs> well, I am no, I'm dumbfounded by the idea that the reason why he keeps releasing remixes and why Billie Eilish released the remix of Bad Guy with Justin Bieber and how Despacito also got to the 16th week is uh-huh. that if you do a remix with other people involved in singing the song that hasn't been changed that much, it is it's a continuation of that it you it is a technically a different quote unquote release of the song. 
but it's still the same song, so you can maintain your number one. I love that he's taking advantage of this totally. loophole. And at the same time, I think it's the dumb. I think it's so dumb. This, this. <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's fucking working, man. Yeah, I, no, no. I'm glad he's doing it, but no, I think they need to eventually change that because that is yeah. such a silly thing. Like yes. it's a different song. I'm sorry if you re-record it with other people on it, it and it, it's I don't a know. Different I just, song. It's crazy. I feel like it. It. I understand that it's a silly rule, but I couldn't be happier that he is yeah. the one who's benefiting And from he's it. being hilarious about it at all times. He yes. is so fucking funny. But also, how mad must Billie Eilish be because she is trying so, or her team <laughs> is trying so desperately to get Bad Guy to number one. The song is everywhere. And that's why she did it with Justin Bieber and still not making it to number one. No. I kind of like the drama of yeah, it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. yeah. I, I like anything that makes people compete like animals to... <laughs> Become the top dog, and I like I, I feel perfectly happy to root for both of them, which yeah. is like that's my favorite kind of competition. Totally, and and Nas X is doing it, I think, really well, and and who he's getting involved. I love that he he keeps just reaching out to people on Twitter. Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton is the big one, right? I'm very excited for that. I love that he reached out to Dolly Parton, and then she tweeted back a picture of the two horses from the Old Town Road. I don't know if it's from like the the cover of the album and uh, and added another horse yeah. that was a pink horse with long a uh, long blonde <laughs> mane as if saying yeah of course I do a remix with you oh it's so good <laughs> there are so many things that make me so sad all the time in this world and that yeah. just is just straight joy Hey, Mr. Dentist, don't pull out my teeth. I swear I ain't got your jam stones. Hey, hey, are you having trouble getting to sleep? Because that dang pesky Nazi war criminal keeps popping up in your dreams. Try to be a little silly head and rip out your teeth because he thinks you got gold in them there mouth. Oh, yeah? Nah, nah, me neither. I don't have that. But if I did, I would definitely be using Calm, the number one app for sleep. Once I close my eyes, my brain likes to play the lulling tune of Is It Safe? on repeat, but not snowmore thanks to the soundscapes and sleep stories on the Calm app. I dig the environmenty sounds, so I never have to actually sleep outside. I'm scared of the outdoors. What if an animal tries to kiss my parts? And the sleep stories are narrated by all talks of life, like LeVar Burton and Bindi Irwin. They can talk me to sleep any day. But their guided meditations really cream my corn because I am personally not very good at shutting off my brain to meditate, but they even have talk-throughs to reduce anxiety. Oh my god, are my dentist dreams stemming from my incessant anxiety? You bet your yams they are. Sleep deficiency does serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body as well. The sleepless are more prone to accidents, weight gain, and depression. The last thing I need is anything making me gain more weight. Because how am I supposed to train for a marathon, but also, unknowingly, train to stay off the hordes of gem-loving Nazis that might come after me? I can't be the only one that is lifelong traumatized by Marathon Man. Heck, I ain't been to a dentist in years. Lawrence Olivier, more like. Like a Lawrence Olivier. So if you want to seize the day, sleep the night with the help of Calm. Right now, Page 7 listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash page 7. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash page 7. 40 million people have downloaded Calm. 
Find out why at com.com slash page seven. Sugar pie, honey book. You know that I need you to help me run my biz. I need you and nobody else. Yikes. Sometimes the desperate need for a love partner to fill every aspect of your life is frightening. You need them and nobody else? Take some of that obsessive love and slap it towards your honey book. The online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. Baby, I need your honey book. Got to use all my HoneyBook because HoneyBook makes running my business easier. Professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation keeps everything on track and makes you look good. Y'all have heard through the grapevine that your girl writes her emails in Japanese because I like to make life more difficult. But there are many instances that I need to communicate like a real-life adult. And I'm pretty sure I've achieved the know-how on Adultsville away many, many moons ago. HoneyBook helps you fake your hashtag adulting so you can live life forever in your hashtag hot girl summer. HoneyBook even consolidates services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp or Gmail. I'm pretty sure I got untamed hearted, but with the brain of some sort of very cute but fairly batty turkey. And if it ain't all together and in front of my face, I forget about everything. And I better not look up or Jackie gone drown. That's why I love my HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the number one choice for client and business management, for freelancers and business owners. And it's so easy to use that this mango of a woman can get honey with it. A mango helped my business. I think it's supposed to be like a dingo ate my baby. Save time and do more of what you love with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year with promo code PAGE7. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to HoneyBook.com and use promo code PAGE7 for 50% off your first year. That's HoneyBook.com, promo code PAGE7. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a lot of just fun music stuff this summer. Like, it's not even like big jams of the summer even you know what I mean remember by the way not to bring up something completely problematic but I just it always boggles my mind when I think about summer hits that blurred lines was like a completely like not complained about worst summer jam ever <laughs> but the problem is, is it's still a goddamn bop man I, I I was talking about it on my twitch stream and we were doing karaoke donation incentives and and so um, I was kind of trying to needle it to happen and someone donated for us to sing at karaoke and you don't realize until you start singing at karaoke it's a just horrible song fucking awful the lyrics of there that is song no is. ambiguity about how bad that song is <laughs> it is if you bad know the lyrics. bad bad everything yeah. about it is bad and everyone at the time was like oh people are overreacting and then you do <laughs> yeah you do it for karaoke and you're like oh sweet oh, jesus christ yeah. <laughs> yes. like that one by the way one of my most embarrassing karaoke moments was to involve jackie actually I was uh, I was like Jackie, Me? I want to do a duet, and I was really into the Stones at the time, and so I chose "Beast of Burden," which is like a very overtly sexual song. And so Jackie gets up there, and we start singing it. And I always thought of it as like a friend, like I don't want to be your issue, Beast I want to be your burden. buddy. You know what I mean? But no, 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 it's all about fucking and how you don't you want to have a fun fuck relationship, right? And so we're singing about fucking and sucking. Yeah, the, essentially, it's friends with benefits. I think halfway, literally halfway through the song, Jackie's like, "I'm good, I'm just." <laughs> Just like walked off stage. Well, I've always been very 
I've always been very jealous of Jackie and Henry because they yes. are the only people I know who can pull off Paradise by the Dashboard. I wanted to steal. I, I thought I could steal some of that magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just totally misfired. And and I tried to do Paradise by the Dashboard Light once with a friend and immediately, like 30 seconds in, I was like, this was a mistake. It's like <laughs> seven and a half minutes long. Yes. It is. A, also, Paradise by the Dashboard Light is a long Song. And you it's need long. to know the changes. You need to be very familiar with the direction that song is taking and have a powerful execution of that. And the reason it works with Jackie and Henry, and I think only Jackie and Henry, is because, again, the lyrics of that song do not hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically just pressures her right. to fuck, and then they right. live the rest of their lives in misery together. Yeah. And so it's, like, not a good <laughs> song to stand by. I love that song so much. And it's so stupid that it's not even worth It's not like Blurred Lines where you're like, no, this is actively problematic. Like, I feel like Paradise by the Dashboard Light is just so dumb, like it doesn't matter. But when you listen closely to it, you're like, this these lyrics are a nightmare but it works for Jackie and Henry because they're Jackie and Henry and it's just not so lecherous yeah. as meatloaf you know yeah. well because it's also just funny i feel like we we had a whole shtick for a very long time that we thought it was funny that people didn't know whether we were brother or sister or whether we were married and right. um now uh that's gross I think that was a very drunk time for both of us. I still think it's funny, though. The I ambiguity think very funny. Is, is so uncomfortable, and it, it's hilarious, you know, to me. But that's that's me. People get very nervous if you correct them. But, of course, I used to joke about wanting to fuck my mom in roundtable days. So, I mean, that's I, that's my bread and butter in my 20s was just like, what could I come up with to make, make this room uncomfortable. the most uncomfortable that's not, like, just some saying something racist. It's you like know what I mean? The opposite of Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rogers is like, I'm gonna just give you space to find yourself. Right. And you're right. like, how can I take up all the air in the room? Right, right. What do they what do they call it? like sabotaging thoughts or whatever? <laughs> whatever that is when you know the idea when you're in a formal situation and you're like, all I have to do is stand up and say this word and it will ruin my life. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Everything. It's like, oh, actually just saying that stuff. It was a fun time. It was it was a liberating time. We all had our, we all had our times. These yep. coincided, by the way, with the times that we all couldn't hook up with someone and see them in the same room again. Exactly. It was yeah, our twenties yeah, yeah. and it's starting out in comedy in your twenties. There's nothing like it, man. Nothing <laughs> like it. And you know what else there's nothing like? The list. Oh, who's, who's on, on the list? Jackie, gotta have that list. Ooh, it is celebrities revealing the craziest places they have had sex. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, baby, because we're going to jump right in with Gerard Butler. Where was the craziest place he's ever had sex? On the side of a volcano. Oh, this is all going to be like rich people shit. It's not yeah. going to be fun shit like in a grate. In a you porta know? potty. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that it could, but he also had sex on a glacier <laughs> and he said, I got to be honest, it was not fun. My ass got stuck to the ice. All right, so this is going to be the uh, reoccurring theme, by the way, of the craziest place you ever had sex. It's never enjoyable. It's always no. just, I fucked here, which was crazy, but nothing about it made the sex better. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, no, do it on a bed. Yeah. I mean, it was the same with Brian Cranston. When he was on the honeymoon, when he was on his honeymoon with his wife Robin in Europe, he was taking a train from Italy to Switzerland. The travel agent said, "By the way, the third tunnel is 50 minutes long. It's traditional for honeymooners to take advantage of that time." And he said, "I said capiche," which very uncomfortable way to respond to that. And um, they fucked in a tunnel. But in a train in a tunnel. In a train in a tunnel. Okay. And then um, I guess it was more towards the end of the train. And they didn't realize. And then uh, they came out of the train. This is not that. It's not that fun of an idea. <laughs> but you know what? I like Brian Cranston. And I'm just happy that, you know, he stepped in a train. 
Yeah, sure. that's fine. If you got a private train car, you got a stub. Yes, 100%. Ashley Graham fucked in the ocean on New Year's Eve. Gross. Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. I, yuck, not salt water. No, UTI Central over I find, here. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was actually, because um, uh, I was an ex, we had, I think I've talked about this before, but she she was like kind of, it was almost an Airbnb, so she was just like short-term staying in a place, had a whirlpool. And we were like getting busy in this whirlpool for a minute until she told a friend, and the friend was like, "Hey, um, that's like really bad for you, <laughs> like health wise." Yeah, it's really not good for you. Although yeah. I will say, hashtag couple goals always. John Lennon, John Legend, and Chrissy Teigen. That they they gave two different answers on two different occasions. John Legend brought up the time that when they were at a campaign event for Barack Obama, they fucked in the dressing room uh, because they just like couldn't keep their hands off of each other. That's which, cool. Great. That's good. That's better than a glacier. Yeah. Whatever. And then Chrissy Teigen said, we were on our way to Thailand to see my parents flying commercial first class. We were under a blanket. We weren't even in one of those pod things. I feel like we should get a trophy for that. Wow. I support it and yet kind of feel bad for the other people who are on first class. Yeah, see, that's the that? problem. Is like more, I also feel bad for, I have, I talk, a good friend of mine is a flight attendant, and I've, I asked her if she'd ever seen people like have sex on the plane. She's like, yeah, you know, we catch people, you know, we realize what they're doing in the bathroom. She's like, it just sucks when you have to walk up to someone that's openly either masturbating or like get like finger blasting the person next to them underneath a blanket and you have to stop yeah, them from doing yeah. it. Ugh, that's not nice for so the worker. Yeah. And I'm big into like, I'm, I dig a voyeur time, but I that didn't. just like, I don't, not when it's in that close of quarters where someone that's doing their job has to ask and you there's to stop. Pro- there's yeah. probably kids on that plane, you know, right. odds are. And you know, I, I told this story, I think one be- once more, but I had some frisky times in the back of a cab before. The lady kind of went for it with the with um I got a uh a, a JJ a look at how how uncomfortable you are. Got a dirty I can't su- wait. I got a dirty I feel filthy someday. Sock. You I have to give a sex talk to a child. I I've, can't wait. <laughs> when you put your it's we'll call it we'll refer to it as a uh, ding dong. When you put your de- <laughs> ding dong, if you're in the shower and it feels. Have you ever done dishes before? <laughs> Just don't use hand soap. So, yeah, it's so I was getting, you know, she went for it, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, I didn't want to be a killjoy, you know what I mean? And But I could clearly tell the cab driver knew. Yeah. That's, and it was really awkward. And I could, like, yeah. hear the sigh, like, <sighs> Yeah, right. Okay, like, I guess we got to do this across this across the bridge right now because anytime a dick is out you know it can make people feel uncomfortable rightfully so people don't want to be around dicks unless they're saying hey take your dick out and it's not it's not the same thing obviously having a private two person consensual fuck but I just feel like anytime a dick is out in public it kind of puts everybody else in a situation yeah. you know so. yes it's very uncomfortable yeah. like Jenny McCarthy having sex in the Grand Canyon there's, in the Grand there's Canyon. like scorpions and stones and dirt and it's hot it was like the strangest worst sex of my life don't vaccinate your kids <laughs> no oh I just do that I'm sorry <laughs> oh, that's not she, oh you threw that in the, I mean she said <laughs> I'm sure it's not in the Grand Canyon but what does that mean and like one of the guardrails like in the tourist trap of the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Also, like, if she cut herself on the guardrail, she would probably need a tetanus shot, and I wonder mm. if she's allowed to get one. Oh, interesting. Probably not. 
Well, I think that Leave uh, Leave Schreiber probably would also need a tetanus shot after having sex on the Staten Island ferry. I mean, wow. that I would totally do if nobody else was on the ferry. Who is not on the fa- ever, ever not on the ferry? Ever, I know. Ferry. But I'm just saying, fucking on a boat, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. On a cr- the most crowded commuter ferry. Yeah, Staten Island Ferry is like uh, probably the grossest boat you can fuck on. It's we, not a sexy boat. <laughs> Jack, a sexy Jack boat. and I, we had a, su- a fun summer game for a while. We called it the Booze Cruise. And what you could do is you could buy tallies of Coors Lights on that no, ferry. No, remember it was oh, the uh, Folstads. Oh, yeah, we got the yes. huge cans of Folstads. I've had the big cans. beers on the Staten Island Ferry. But what we would do is we would you had to finish it by the time you got to the other side. And then we would run out and run around. There was a running element because you had to, like, try to get onto the next boat, which was going to be leaving just after the, that boat docked. So you had to run out of the exit, run back around into the entrance on a full tank of beer, and then do it all over again. And do it again and yeah. try and see how many beers how many, you could do. How many r- laps like, more than the more than back to Manhattan, you would go back to oh, Staten yeah. Island so the second time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to Manhattan, back to Staten, back to Manhattan. I feel like we did maybe one time we did, like, six of those. It's high yeah, man. If you don't finish, if you don't have an even number, you're on Staten Island. You and, know what I mean? Oh, you got yeah, to get back yeah. to Manhattan. You got to get back. And the relay race element really <laughs> kicked it up It makes notch. your drunk so much harder, so oh, much faster, yeah. because you got to run yeah. to the other side of it. Yeah. That's, I would totally do that. That it was sounds very, fun. It was very fun. Ah, uh, the 20s. I'm just living in my 20s right <laughs> we're now, We're living man. in our 20s today, and we're never going to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do fun stuff anymore. I don't go out at all. You do. No, 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 you no, both, no. I'm very boring You both do fun now. stuff. Oh, yeah. I saw Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. yeah oh, my see? God, dude. It was so good. By the way, I'm just throwing it out there. I made a Spotify playlist of her entire set list. I was able to look it up online, and honestly, I want everyone to listen to it. I will send it out. It is hit. It is song for song, an incredible set list. Like I, please, I just, I, we'll post it on the Patreon so everyone can listen to it. I'm yeah, we'll I want to hear the the progression of the show. I don't dislike a single song on there, and and it's like so insane to me that she's not a huger like. You know, I mean, she's a big name, but she's not like even further up there. Yeah, like boggles my mind because every one of her songs, I think, is a jam. Hell like, yeah, I want to. F- I'll find that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll send it out. Sorry, last one from the list that I I don't know if I can identify with Zoe Saldana anymore, which I wish I could say that for a lot of other things. But um, she said, "Hey, this is ghetto, but you know, I'm from Queens. There's a train from Coney Island all the way back into the city, which we've all taken a million times, and it takes her fucking ever. And um, she had sex in between two of the train cars." Jesus. I'm off that, uh, I'm off that, uh, you know, I'm in the same situation where if you go up to Astoria, it's the same train the whole way to Coney. Yeah. So it's like, at le- it's like a two so hour train long. ride. I've but- definitely, uh, I'm in, I'm not going to lie. I definitely d- did some mutual groping with, uh, with a girlfriend. I have had some groping times coming Queens. back from Coney Island because <laughs> yeah, it takes it's forever. It's not that empty yeah. on the way back from Coney Island though, man. No, People no. live in Coney Island. I know. <laughs> I'm not saying there weren't people. But it was always that 2 a.m. train. You know when, like, everything closed down in Coney Island? It's the middle of the summer, and no one's going all the way back to, like, up wherever buttfuck we were coming from. And so you had to wait for so long on the plane platform, uh, train platform, so you had, like, some road sodas with you. And then by the time you get onto the nice ice-cold subway, you're like, I mean, we may as well start grabbing on each other. Yeah, for sure. But I will I support say- it, but don't do it between trains. I was about to say, that's no. the crazy part, because not only is that, like, really noticeable when somebody's in between the trains, so I don't know how they got away with that unless it was, like, 5 in the morning and there was just literally no one on the car in the cars in between. Uh, or on either side, but also like, yeah, that is so scary. I would be 
mortified to very fuck dangerous in, the, in between the train extremely cars extremely dangerous never oh do it no that's like if you it's like PSA if you drop your subway your phone in the subway pl- uh, like well don't go in yeah no. I know I know people who have yeah don't do it and don't stand in between the trains those are like the two things those are the safety. two things yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I've only gone in between the train cars like four times in all the years I lived in New York because I was so scared. And I hate it every time I've ever Because I've known people that, like, someone had their legs ripped off. You know, it's very yeah. easy to die. Yeah. I'll just I'll just wait till it stops next. This is what happened. I had one of these the other day where you step into the train and it's 95 degrees outside and, oh, this one car just doesn't have air conditioning. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to sit it out and wait it out, but I will wait until the next stop. Yeah. Unbelievable. Gotta wait till the next stop. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, oh my god Oh what happened Everything grew dark around me I, I don't <laughs> oh, know what no! I am It's blind items We can't see them <laughs> I like that it just turned into Holden like having a spell Yeah I'm just going blind Like that's what happens <laughs> I really like it <laughs> uh, This A-list singer Who wants to be an actress full time Is already talking about Fiddling with the numbers Of a new line By spending her own money To make it look like A huge bestseller Lady Gaga yeah, makeup line. <laughs> Sorry, her her uh, her house laboratories created a line for pre-sale on July fifteenth. Gaga said, "I think the world has, in general, really come to a place where everybody's trying to look like each other. It's almost become like this giant social media beauty pageant competition. If doing a full face of makeup like that makes you feel really good, I'm not going to tell you not to do that or tell you that it's not cool or not real. I mean, if that's you, that's you. But I do feel that for some people, they're doing their makeup that way and they're still not feeling good on the inside. It's like they've done that their makeup, but they still feel." insecure that they didn't do it right or that they had to do it that way because that's the trend at house laboratories we want you to see yourself when you look in that mirror we want you to go that's the you that i love i'm in love with that person i don't want people to feel like they have to look like me and yet that's exactly (laughs) what you're selling very interesting yeah what do you guys think about this new makeup line are you interested at all is it uh a no-go Y'all know how I am about makeup. I do. I, I enjoy my makeup. In fact, a lot of times it, I like putting on my face, as I call it, to make me feel better. It is very interesting that it's sold. It's being sold exclusively on Amazon, mm-hmm. which I think is a very weird move. Yeah. And um, I I don't want to say I'm not gonna try it. Okay. Is the problem? Do you try most like celebrities that, especially that you admire's like lines of perfume or makeup? Like, do you do you get into that at all? That's something I never really. And now that I think about it, I guess that's not really something I've ever done. Even with like shoes or yeah. any kind of fashion thing, I don't really like. Jackie's good about this. She like she will get the the Bieber cologne. Yeah, and, you know, I wore yeah I wore the I wore girlfriend for a while, and ah. um, I'm really into Fenty. Ever like the Rihanna's makeup line is insane. It's really great. The Diamond Bomb is insane. I'm cool. saying this as if I'm being paid. I wish, please. Yeah. The problem is a lot of this stuff is very expensive. So yeah. I don't want to experiment with something that like if I don't like it, what am I going to spend forty dollars on a piece of makeup that uh. isn't that I can't use? Like I don't have that kind of money. Okay, we've established a couple things. Everyone needs to work in the uh, restaurant business or, or in some kind of service industry. Everyone needs to be a teacher for at least, like, one class for a semester. Every man needs to understand how much makeup costs. Yeah. Every guy needs to be shown a spreadsheet of what it costs the average woman 
in fucking dollars for the thing that they never have to think about their entire life. And I don't even wear makeup that often, but I do like wearing it when I do. Like, I like knowing how to put it on. I didn't know how to put it on for years, and then and then a makeup artist taught me, and it totally changed my life. But it, And it's one of those things where, for the longest time, I was like, took pride in never spending money on anything, you know? Uh-huh. And yeah, you can get, like, pretty good makeup for sure at the Dwayne Reed and all of that, but it's one of those things where I feel like, Buying nice makeup is like a really nice. Oh, it's treat, an inv- you know? it really is an investment that I feel like become if if you're in the game of wearing makeup all the time, like it's like it's like one of those things. It's like work boots or anything. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, if yeah, you're if gonna- you're gonna put it on your face and you don't want, especially as we get older and having to use ne- more natural products and that kind of thing, where it's like it is better for you to yeah. spend the money. And also, you only need a little bit, so it does last for a while. Right. But, That's but the thing. also, when do you have an extra fifty dollars to spend on one yeah. piece of makeup? Not right. very often. It's, it's a big plunge. It's inc- it's insane. Yeah, you got it right. You got to like put like. One year for my birthday, like a friend like bought me like a nice makeup palette, and it was like a ni- it was a really good gift, you know. Like it's oh, a, yeah. it's a lot of money to get the whole kit and caboodle, if you will. Yeah, unbelievable. Do you want another blind item? Yes. Okay. Oh my god, this one's j- just for Jackie. Uh, <laughs> I wonder when they met. If that UK reality star told the A list mostly movie actress about the times she has hooked up with the ex. Uh, husband of the actress. So two women, one UK, of them is a movie actress. With, UK has reality husband. star. UK. Yeah. That should narrow it down. Especially for Jackie. UK Maybe. reality star. Is it a great British bake And we're not thing? talking yummy no. mummies because that's Australian. No, but there's maybe something else. Oh, is it the great doing? British bake off? No, a different <laughs> one that you've been watching. Love Island? Oh, my God. Thank you, <laughs> But I haven't been watching the UK version. I've been watching the American version. Oh, okay. That's why you probably wouldn't know this person's name anyway. So, all no. right. So, okay. Actually, from Love I'm Island. Glad I, for a half a second, I thought you were talking about Super Nanny. I was like, who's Super Nanny fucking? I would die if this was about Super Nanny. She is my favorite reality star of all time. Well, this is such a weird connection. So, I'm going to have to give you more details on the A-list movie actress. Okay. Um, uh, she and the ex. The ex is like known as. But like wait, this- which person are you talking about on Love Island? So that people that do watch UK's Love Island know. Camilla Thurlow. Okay. Camilla Thurlow was recently posted an Instagram pic of her hanging out with this like super. I would say, well, not as big, and it really doesn't uh, do movies right now, like, not a lot. Cause oh, she's a beautiful young lady. Yeah, she's very pretty. And she, well, she ought to be if she's stooped too. I mean, claims oh. she's stooped. Because it's, um, I don't know. I'm trying to get more clues about the actors. Got a lot of kids. A lot of kids. Angelina Jolie. Yes. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. So apparently Camilla bang-a-langed Brad Pitt. Whoa. And then recently posted a picture of her with Angelina Jolie partying in Paris at this like event for this fragrance. Because apparently she's also like a humanitarian worker. Uh, so gotcha. that would make a lot, that would actually make a lot of sense. Gotcha, gotcha. And can I just say, watching the trailers for old, was it Old Times in Hollywood? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once old Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Brad what a fun Pitt. movie that would be. Old Times in Hollywood. <laughs> Just the most boring. 
We had cars here, not day. And to push the car, you couldn't drive it. You just had to push it all day like a Flintstone. There we go. Once, once upon a time in Hollywood, yes, Brad Pitt. Um, Brad Pitt looks fucking. He looks Legends of the Fall level stuff worthy. Good okay. Christ! I can imagine Brad Pitt going like full circle back, like and getting like way hotter as a, a daddy. You know, like reaching as hot as he was when he was very young. I yeah, mean, his, talk about it. yummy mummies. He is mm. he is a hachi machi roundabouts. He's back at some. And I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just staring at pictures of Brad Pitt. Uh, (laughs) You lost your train of thought. Oh, yeah. Well, this Camilla's pretty attractive as well. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that tape. Oh, yeah. I made that tape. You shouldn't. Okay, maybe I won't. are, Are we doing another or are we wrapping it up? Give me another one. Okay. By work on some things, this A-list singer slash highly paid reality reality star means she needs her foreign-born actor boyfriend to stop cheating on her all the time. Um, She's big right now. She's a singer. I don't know about the reality part. You guys are going to have to inform me on that one. I know her way more as a singer. Big song lately, coming out with some new stuff. I really like the new song, Uh, Pop Singer. And it's not... Carly Rae Jepsen. It's not Carly Rae Jepsen. It's not T-Swift. Is she young like that, though? She's young like that. She young like that? By the way, young like that, I love that they're in their 30s. I mean, they're young. I mean, 30s is young. I'll take 30s as young, but they're, like, close to our age, which I kind of Yeah, I guess that's right. All right, so it's a a pop singer that just had a song come out. Oh, yeah. That I have, okay, I'll even go, so I'll have played it on Japanese. I like (gasps) the song a lot. Is it Charlie, it's not Charlie XCX? No, it's not Charlie XCX. Oh, I feel like you're overthinking. It's like a really Katy Perry. Op- yes, <laughs> and and what is it? Russell Brand, her, her Elven lover, <gasps> Orlando Bloom. Absolutely. In a recent People oh, interview, Perry said, "Oh, she likes the Brits." Yeah, she said, "I think we're doing really great, and we're really doing the hard work and laying a beautiful foundation before we start to build a monster house." Metaphorically, I'm saying it like emotionally. It's important for us to really do the work before we go and take this really big next step because we are both married before and it's not the same in your 30s, as you know. Am I right? Is Orlando Bloom a Brit or is he an Australian? Yeah, I believe he's very British. Oh, maybe. Remember they were naked on that boat that one time? That was kind of weird. Legolas, Legolas. I feel like she just took Russell Brand and like upgraded him, you know? Yeah, I'd say. What what has Orlando Bloom been up to these days, though? I I think he's just marrying Katy Perry. I think that's what he's doing. But I mean, her, I love her. Never really over that her newest song is a fucking jam. I like Katy Perry a lot. I did not like that basketball song. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan. I'm consistently wanting to root for her, especially since watching the Katy Perry documentary. I need to watch that. It's very good. I need to watch that. Actually, um, Orlando Bloom is about to be in some sort of sci-fi movie that's coming out. They just released it at Comic-Con. Is it called Cats? (laughs) It's it's called Carnival Row. It's It's on Amazon Prime. Have you heard about this? Um, he plays Cree Craw, the um, uh, third eye seeing lizard. Uh, he soldier. has some sort of horns, so you're probably not that far off. <laughs> I was just making that up. It's a TV series, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Car- Car- Carnival Row. Haven't seen anything like it. Looks very British. Looks very British. Uh, uh, British. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. 
We just slammed it. We're fucking slamming through it. We had so much. And also, I'm so sorry again. R.I.P. the love of Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse. We are thinking about you and how young and beautiful and rich you are and how completely <laughs> fine you will be in six months. <laughs> uh, if the writers are smart, they will have a really messy breakup happen on the show oh, as well. I, I don't know. They're in the middle of doing the Luke Perry tribute and Shannon Doherty is going to be involved from 90210. You're kidding. And I'm scared of it. Wow. Wow. I still haven't processed season three of Riverdale, to be honest. I know. I don't really know what to expect from season four. I know, baby, but I am excited about it. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on Page 7. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm. My name is Molly Neffel. My Instagram is MJKLCat. And uh, I'm Holden McNeil. You can catch me on Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Friday nights, we do Jackanese with Jackie. Also, big, big shout-outs to our Patreon. We are banging out some massive bonus content. Now is the time to join if you want to really catch up on a bunch of fantastic We are uh, running out of Pretty Little Liars time. Yes, we're running out of Pretty Little Liars. I have seen so much of it, and (laughs) it's such a show that is on TV. And it's really <laughs> a television show. So really come and check it out. But it is very funny. We just get so loopy marathoning through it. And like, especially like every three episodes, we are literally just lucid nonsense talking. Yeah. Like, because you just get, once you get two in and it's just been happening and you're just like, this is my reality now, it really takes a fun turn. Well, and it's so mediocre, <laughs> it's easy to lose yourself. Oh, if you my lose God. yourself, man, you lose yourself Eminem style. <laughs> so come join us, guys. <laughs> we love you. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.